0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode
1: of Big Apple Hockey. And uh there isn't as much news as what I'd like for there to be, but there's there's still a lot for us to talk about. News around the NHL today, miss these report cards for the Islanders and the Rangers. And of course, you know, there is some trouble brewing in LA. I am your host, Mark Williams. And it's great to be here. I also have big news. We're going to be tailgating at the Meadowlands for the Giant State. I keep on calling it a Giant Stadium, Phil, for the uh, for the outdoor game. Can't wait to see you guys. I'll tweet where we're going to be. And, of course, the man who is the host of the final buzzer, Mr. John Fulkowski.
0: Uh, you're saying that there's not much news? Um, there's rumors going around at the very least.
1: Oh, there's tons of rumors. Phil.
0: And there's actually some updates on some expansion information that we'll have, to, uh, we'll have to go over.
1: Yeah, there is a lot for us to go over. And by the way, we'll be joined by Anthony LaRocco with the fourth period in a few minutes. Uh, there was a little bit of double duty on his hands today. We'll get to that in one second. But let us get down to the A block where we're going to be talking about the New York Rangers, and the New York Islanders midseason report cards as well as mentioning some of the other news of the day. Well, you could always remember that the Big Apple Hockey trucker hats and uh, shirts are available, uh, and you could always, whenever you can do it, watch the final buzzer with that man, Mr. John Folkowski. And what debuted today for us, an All-Islanders talk with El Rock and Dermo, the El Rock and Dermo show solely on the New York Islanders. So, Islander fans, make sure you're checking that one out. And like I said, A Block, powered by SeatGeek. Mention the promo code BIGAPPLEHockey. You get $20 off your first order. By the way, you should probably do that right now for the outdoor game. There are still seats available. Just found three more great seats for us. Phil, last week since our last show, Rangers were 1-1. One and one. Not much of a big deal. They lost to Vegas. They went down 2 nothing and ended up coming back and beating Ottawa. I think that says a little bit of both teams, to be honest with you. But let's focus and think about this. What would you give a grade for the New York Rangers in the first half?
0: I'm going to go B minus. They had a great November. I mean, looking at their October record, they were kind of up and down in October. And I, I would say their November is really what kind of propels them into like the B level for me because October was kind of meh for them. I mean they started off eh, actually no they actually did pretty well in October as well now that I look back on it. They they won they lost only two games in October even though I believe the Columbus
1: our, and Nashville. Yeah
0: Columbus and Nashville those were the and they were two absolute stinkers. Mm-hmm. They've had some questionable efforts um I mean, the Arizona effort was questionable. There were three games in a row where they really had questionable efforts. They started her off like the first week of the season was you're like, okay, this is what we're going to be in for this season. And then after that, it was that five game road trip to where they really started off the end of October into all the way, basically through the end of November, right up until the, I would say the Boston win. The Buffalo loss was really where you you started seeing things go south in their play. So for a little over a month and change, they played great hockey, and then everything outside of that was pretty inconsistent. So I'm I'm gonna say B minus. Maybe I'm being hard, um, but I I don't know. I, I I could see why people would say C. I don't I don't think a D is warranted. But I, I do think when you end up first in the league for a while and you're still first in the division despite some very inconsistent play for a very long period of time, you had a pretty good first half. Um, So I wouldn't go any lower than a C-plus personally, but I, I'm going to stick with B-minus.
1: Phil, I'm actually sort of – being, I don't know which one I want to say I'm being harsh or a good grade, but you talk about a team in first place. They should get an A. That's what they should do. However, Philk B B plus this is what i because first things first, I think Chris Drury pulled spots that he needed to fill. And when he did that, we're about to get Anthony coming on with us right now, Anthony, we're going through the New York Let's Rangers report cards right now. Mr. Anthony LaRocco with a fourth period. And, um, I, you look at them, you go, they're in first place. So let's start with the an name. Peter Laviolette's got A plus for his job. He has had no third line center and he he's lost no his best defenses for a month. No
0: bottom six.
1: No bottom he's six had, whatsoever.
0: He's had no bottom six.
1: As far as the players go, A are Temmie Panarin, A, Vincent Trocek, C, uh Alexei Lafreniere and Mika Zibanejad, maybe even a C minus for Mika Zibanejad. you're paid like a star. You're not performing that well outside of the month of December. Chris Kreider, C. Maybe. Uh, he's still on pace to score uh fast 30 goals, but you know, you're still kinda, you still kind of you want to see more out of him. But Drury got as much um, as much blood from the stones, known as Nick Benino and really Blake Wheeler that you can. I mean, I think Wheels have the eight goals now and people are going to go, "Hey, maybe." But really, it's 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 a C minus for Igor Sesterkin. He's got to be better. And that's the thing about him in the second half. If we were doing like a parent teacher conference right now, I'd be sitting down with Chris Drury and Peter Laviolette and going, "We need more out of Igor. He just needs to behave better and focus. Can he focus on something like that?" But uh, I think I think it's a little bit of a harsh grade to go all the way into the B's, but I, they earned it from the month of Jan- January. Anthony, what do you think? What's your grade for the New York Rangers in the first half? Well, what what's harsh? Would you say? I think a B is a little harsh. Like uh, a Phil goes B minus.
2: B I was, minus. I was going to give a I was going to give a B. I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's harsh. I mean, what over the last what are they I think they're something like 12 12 and 5 over the last stretch there I mean 500 hockey recently um below that in the last 10 and I don't and also too Mark you got to remember if if the metro wasn't such just bag of just mediocrity right now the rangers <laughs> wouldn't be in first place right now so you can't you can't hold on to that uh and say that you know that they You know, essentially, like I said, you know, you know, you giving them a B plus just because they're in the first place. You sound you sound like the crowd of the people that, you know, go after Phil because, you know, he tells it like it is. And they, you know, they say, oh, but we're in first place. That's what they that's what that sounds like. Um, No, the B plus
1: is I'm giving them credit for what they've done all the way up to this.
2: Since the Christmas
0: break, they're seven, eight and two with an overtime loss and a shootout loss. That it's it's not been good since the Christmas break. By the yeah, way, Phil, the I,
1: shootout loss—they were down three nothing in that game, came
0: back and tied it, and tied and it, which is, have won is, it. is good. But I mean, this the fact that you that you were down three nothing to Montreal. It, no, that just that's just terrible.
2: Yeah, I, I gotta I gotta go with B. I mean, there are certainly bright spots. You said Artemi Panarin's been you know point wise, offensive wise, he's been fantastic. Trocheck's been great. Um but, you know, overall, it, it, you know, kind of a little bit of a mixed bag with some other guys. I'm not going to go into detail. You, you did a lot of that. But, um, you know, overall, I, I think you got to give them a B. They, they, you know, they're fortunate to be in first place right now. Obviously, you, you try to build on what they've done so far and start to, you know, play better hockey. But I, I think all around, the B is a fair grade. Um, I don't see any – I don't think that's being I, harsh. I, I, or I'm
0: okay with somebody. If somebody wants to give a B – I, I wouldn't go any higher than that, but I, I yeah. just thought it's just because the last almost two months have just been far too inconsistent, far too up and down. You're not getting any production out of your bottom six. You're not getting anything from the guy that's supposed to be your starting goaltender. He's Man. having a horrendous year. Um, <laughs> I, I just I don't understand how – Anybody who could really be that positive about this team. So I, I just think your grade's a little too high, Mark. I'm sorry.
1: I think it, I, hey, I was looking at good. it I was giving him credit for the first half and then subtracting from there. I mean, none of us gave an A to a first place team, which tells you how bad they've been the last month. So, Phil, just to wrap this one up, if you had to sit down with Chris Drury and, um, uh, and Peter Laviolette and you're grading their child, the New York Rangers. What would you tell them that needs to be improving for the next for the second half?
0: Your, your five on five play needs to improve. Your defense needs to improve. Your, your <laughs> to the goaltending. I mean, Igor Shisterkin really needs to be better. Jonathan Quick is giving them as much as he can give them at yeah. this point. I mean, even yeah. in Ottawa, he he let up those two goals, and then the rest of the game, he was he was locked down. I mean, mm-hmm. he worked, he, I mean, he gave up two goals early on, not a lot of shots, but he ended up facing over 30 shots in that game and only still gave up those two goals. But um, right now, really, this team needs to start playing straight line north-south hockey. That's how you win in the playoffs. And this team is not built for that right now. The, that type of hockey, you have to have that in here and in here to play that type of hockey consistently and this team does not have that they need to start getting to the net and Larry Brooks is right the reason they lost Tampa is not just because of a lack of leadership or anything like that because they stopped getting to the net Mm -hmm. They, they they did not get to the net in games three through six and they lost four straight due to it the same thing in Jersey in too much perimeter play it has to change these guys have to buy into Peter Laviolette or this team needs to be blown up. That's just simply what it comes down to. Because this is the third coach in five years that they've refused to play that way under.
2: Mm-hmm. And if
0: they refuse to play that way under the winner who's proven himself to be a winner that just passed Al Arbor for most coaching wins for and uh, the, uh, the, the list for the most coaching wins, I mean, there's a problem with the core, not the coaching. This is just them refusing at that point. So you're if they get that, again, I'm going to say it again. If they get bounced early, there will be massive changes to this team. There will be. Mark my words on it. I will bet anything on it. That you're not just seeing Barkley Goudreau waived or, or bought out or traded. You're seeing major pieces from this team being moved this offseason if they get bounced early again.
1: Well, And I got to agree with you on that, Phil. And also, um, uh, you know what? You you kept going and I just lost my thought on that. Well, I guess one thing that's good for the New York Rangers is they have so many no-move clauses. Because that's what you should do in this situation. You can work
0: around those. Trust me, you can.
1: Well, to go further with your point, after all, Paul Correa made his Stanley Cup final with Anaheim. And it wasn't with team with Solani. There were major changes that were made back then, too we talk about with other teams.
0: We'll address and, this one real quick. Thank you, B-Rye. Um, I don't feel great about adding Kevin Hayes back. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't see what he does for this team.
2: And the if Blues I, are in a yeah. playoff position now. You know, Arthur, Arthur Staple and his um, – I don't know if you got to see it. It was yesterday or two days ago. He did like a one of those deadline pieces of players the Rangers could target. He had – he had Kevin Hayes on his list, but it was at the, it was at like the bottom. It was at the very bottom. Um, but I don't, I don't see that happening. I no, I, be, I, I know And,
0: and the, the Rangers, the rain, it's funny because the Rangers needed speed. They needed team speed to be improved. And I said that after the Jersey series, because Jersey absolutely exposed them. Yep. Boys, they just mm-hmm. could not keep up with them after game yep. two, but you, you're not going to bring in Kevin Hayes. Who's not fleet of foot at this point to combat an issue that you know that this team has. So, yeah, Kevin Hayes is not going to help anything regarding this team. I I don't want to hear about him solving the third-line center problem. There are other guys that you could bring in to solve the third-line center problem that Mm -hmm. can actually move their feet. Yeah, Kevin Hayes can put up some points. But the the last thing that this team needs is points. They need skating and they need two-way play. Yep.
1: And another thing that guys were talking about was – the amount of partying that him, Miller, and VZ used to do, rumored around New York City. You don't need to put him and Vizy back together, and th- you need to focus on guys. I, that I think
0: they're guys. past that point. I, I don't. I don't. I don't see any reason to bring that up. I think all they're right. all well past that point. But it, it's just he doesn't. He doesn't fit the profile of what they actually need.
1: Yeah. All right. And also, you get guys that could be cheaper to do that too. Anthony, well, if did anything happen?
0: Haynes, it would be like 75% retention. Uh,
1: yeah. And how much are you going to have to give up in order to get him? So.
0: Well, no, no, no. I'm saying Kevin Hayes is already retained on.
1: Oh, okay.
2: It's from, from the Flyers deal. Yeah. He's right. You know what I'll say about this? This year, this year, I'm going to say right now, the Rangers need Barabanov from San Jose. I think he's the exact player that you could use in their bottom six. Has, has a great plays a gritty game. He's not a slouch offensively. Plays with speed. I think Barabanov would be a great addition in the range. He's having a center.
0: down year too offensively, so he might be able to get him for cheaper.
2: I think. Hey, so. Anthony. Anthony, did anything happen this afternoon? What?
1: Did anything happen this afternoon? Of any note, maybe around noon.
2: Oh, your friend. Yeah, the the El Rock and Dermo show, the islander centric the El, El Rock
1: and Dermo show <laughs> for the Islanders that premiered this yeah. afternoon, oh, and Durmo. we go. Back there. to <laughs> <laughs> knew that put a smile on Phil's face too. Uh, the New York Islanders last week they lost uh, Thursday night and they ended up uh, to Montreal. They ended up uh, taking Florida overtime, losing in an OT. Anthony, I have the last month as you know with their results, but grade the Islanders first half.
2: Um, I mean, I, I think you the only thing you can go with is like. You know, like a C, because I feel like a D would be for a team like the Blue Jackets or a team that's like way out of it. So, um, that's I'll an F. Uh, yeah, actually, that's true. <laughs> um, but you know what? It's a mixed bag. You know, they got like Horvat, Barzell, Dobson, Nelson individually. Those guys have been good. Um, you know, Palmieri's at like a 50 point pace. That's really what you can ask for for a guy like him. Um, but the rest of the team, you know, kind of not pulling their weight. Um, you know, overall, they have a lot of guys who um, they're not getting enough from. Um, but, you know, the their biggest, we all know what their biggest downfall was this first half of the season. It was holding leads. They blew leads like it was no one's business. Um, you know, they they should have like 10 more points in, in the standings. Um, and it's unfortunate that they let so many games get away. Uh, but, you know, again, you know, if you break it down, Forward-wise, I just mentioned you have some of the guys that are performing. Um, they're still in the lower half of the league in goals four, but they are getting production from their top guy. It's just the rest of the lineup hasn't provided much. Their defense their defense hasn't hasn't been good. Like I said, they played Doug Waite-style hockey. Um, you know, really the only bright spot is Dobson kind of emerged as a number one, and, and Romanoff has really improved his game. Uh, but other than that, you know – Pelik's hurt. Polak's been hurt for a long time, you know, so the D hasn't really been that good. And, you know, the goaltending Barlamov uh, has been, has been okay. It's just, uh, it's Uh Sorokin, as we all know, like just you know, he's having, he's having a down year, 909 save percentage, which for a guy like him, he certainly has the ability to perform better. Uh, then again, you know, he's faced the most shots out of any goalie in the NHL and the Islanders have their, 31st in, you know, shots against. So the defense not helping them, but he could certainly be better. So, I mean, overall, you know, it's like I said, it's just aside from the top guys, there's been a lot of mediocrity. Um, you know, if I had to grade anyone individually, obviously it would be a little different. But the team as a whole, uh, I would say C. But I'm excited to actually see what Patrick Waugh can do, you know, this second half He's going to get more comfortable with the team, and hopefully he can make the adjustments necessary. Um, The one thing I'll notice that I noticed, actually, is, you know, in his first game against Dallas, they got heavily outshot. They allowed the 40-something shots on goal again. But the following games, the Islanders, for once, doubled the other team in shots. I mean, the the last two games before the break, Florida, Montreal, and even Vegas – uh, they held him to under 40 shots on goal and the Islanders were over 40 shots on goal so you're starting to see the the different style he wants them to play uh, but cutting back on the shots on goal against would be huge if he can make that big adjustment that'll be good for the Islanders but um hopefully like i said you know he can he could write the ship and the grade for the second half will be different but you know anyone's trying to say other than c is just lying to themselves or, or just being a homer to be truthful but that's how I view it. Oak,
1: what do you think? Are you going to go other than C?
2: I, I could
0: go – I would want to say maybe – I'm going to probably give them a C- as well, it like just like the Rangers. Um, really what it comes down to for me for the Islanders is they had that one stretch from the middle of November to the middle of December – where they went 9-1-2, and two, and that's really kind of saved mm-hmm. them right now. Um, and they, they looked like they were back then at that point. But the injuries have been really, really tough for them. So I'm not going to give them a D because they've dealt with a lot of injuries. And considering where they're at and how tough this division has been and how tight it's been, the fact that they're not completely out of this right now with everything that they've encountered – and Sorokin just not being himself, just like his counterpart in Manhattan. Um, it's pretty amazing what they've done. So I've actually got to give them a lot of credit. I, I'm not going to be nearly as harsh on them as I am on the Rangers. And, and I'm just going to give them the same grade and just say, hey, you know, what? for what they've dealt with, they've done a pretty good job. And now that they've got an actual competent coach and not some guy – who looks like a poor knockoff of Wolf of Death as Stinson from Anaheim uh, from the Mighty Ducks? Uh, I, I think that they may be able to do some damage. Uh, I think that they need some moves to be made. Um, Scott Mayfield for me is it, it's an enigma because for for years he was the epitome of reliability on their back end. He was that underrated, unsung guy that would just give you solid defensive efforts. He was tough as nails to play against. And now all of a sudden it looks like he's forgotten how to play defense now that he's got his contract. And for me, that's really concerning. Uh, Pierre Engvall, you you can't continue to have this guy in in a top six role. I don't like that at all. I've said that for months when Anthony was talking about how he was playing on that line with Nelson and and Lee and so on. And and now they have to – they have to move on from that. They need another. They need another player to step into that top six role and keep him out of it. Uh, they need everybody back healthy on defense, and that's easier said than done right now, especially when you lose a, a shutdown defense when the caliber of Adam Pellick for as long as they have and as for as many times as they have this year. So Noah Dobson has been really, really good for them taking on some big minutes that he probably shouldn't have been asked to take on because he's just not at that point defensively yet. But the Islanders power play has been a big reason for their success. And a big reason for that success is Noah Dobson. So Noah Dobson is still going to be my mid-season MVP for him. I'm not changing that any bit. I know people are going to point to Matt Barzell, say he's on pace for 85 to 90 points again. He looks like Matt Barzell from his rookie year. Yeah, he looks good. I'll give him that. But – Without Noah Dobson, does Matt Barzal still have those same amount of points? Because you know he's getting some of those points from that power play. That power play nearly as good as Noah Dobson's not producing the way that he is. So I, I love what Dobson's done this year. I, I, I'm going to stick with a C, uh, C right now yeah. because – or I mean a, a C-minus, I should say, just because I think that they could have given better efforts under Lambert. That was another thing that was concerning to me. Like, I, some of the efforts were just black. Getting blown <laughs> out 7-0 by Pittsburgh. Like, that just means to me that they just quit on Lambert. And, and that's yeah, what that was. Just, they quit. That was it. They didn't want anything to do with him anymore. And I thought he was going to get fired right then and there after that game. But they continued to stick with him. And then they pulled off the wall higher. So, I, I, I say C-minus, but they, I think their outlook is a little more positive. The Raiders have to do a lot more to get their shit in check. I think the Islanders just kind of have to get everybody healthy, get Patrick Waugh acclimated, get acclimated to his system and everything, and I they think they're going to be okay.
1: Well, because you hit one nail on the head, Phil. One of the number one problems was Lane Lambert. Lane Lambert just made questionable decision after questionable decision after questionable decision. But the efforts were mediocre at best Um, at, towards the end, especially. You lost to the, the worst team in hockey twice. Once the San Jose, where you had the lead, once we had to fight the claw back to the Blackhawks, and then they lost that game. And eventually that was the straw that broke the camel's back. And Lou said, Elaine, you got to go. But <laughs> the, the, the uh, yes, they had injuries. The way to always look at the Islanders is there's every time you could say any sentence with them this year, you say, well, they had injuries, but they handled them pretty well. All right. Well, they had the seven zero and two stretch, but they lost leads in the third period and would win those games in overtime. But there was always there's always a but that needs to be said. And right, right, right here, by the way, the man in the bottom square has been saying it all year. They didn't have any structure. They've been playing Doug Weight hockey, which is not a compliment as a player, compliment as a, as a coach, not. So I'm 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 going with a, a, a solid C because. They, can't, they could have been a lot better. They could have been a lot worse. So it's, 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 they tread water and that's what they did. Maybe they can make a rush at it in the second half. But Anthony, just like Philk in the beginning, if you could sit down with Patrick Wall and Luke Lamarillo to tell them what the Islanders need to do to improve their grade in the second half, the teacher Anthony, Mr. Larocco, what are you telling them?
2: Well, Lou would throw me out of the room before I even had the opportunity to sit down with him. That's besides the point. Um, but, you know, as, as, you know, for, for Watts, just, I would just about getting acclimated, you know, being patient, um, you know, keep, keep, you know, working his style of coaching. Don't change any of that. Um, so, so for him, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of easy. Um, I'm sure he's using this time too to watch like much like watch a lot of footage from games early in the year. Uh, Cause when he got hired, he only said, he, you know, only saw a couple of games. I'm sure he's using this time to really do his homework and understand players better. Um, but for Lou, it's a little more, a little more entailed. I mean, for him, it's, you know, you, you got to go out and make a move. Uh, he showed he's not afraid to do it in the past with all the guys he's acquired over the years. Um, but he's got to give, he's got to bolster the lineup for Wah. Uh, look, well, I know we'll get more into it in bar talk, but the path for them to the playoffs, I believe, goes through the Metro, not the Wild Card. Um, the Fly, the four points behind a Flyers team that lost five in a row. Their number one goaltender Carter Hart's going to be out for the foreseeable future. I think that's the team that they can catch. So um, they got to start winning games, and for that to happen, I, I think he needs to. I need to, like lineup to bump Pierre Engvall. Down to the third line. Um, and then, you know, if he can, maybe get a little more defensive depth. But I think that's imperative if he doesn't want to catch the Flyers.
1: On the bright side, there is still six more years of Pierre Engvall. that's on the books for them right now. Woof. But yeah. And but
0: your girlfriend. Woof.
1: <laughs> and another six more years for uh, Scott Mayfield, who was. At, at, Filk said it best, Anthony. That was one of the most reliable, underpaid defensemen in the league. He was such great value, and now just y- what y- you're hope, yeah, you're you're hoping that things can change on the second half. Although, as you guys mentioned on your show today, Romanov has been outstanding for the New York Islanders. Yeah,
0: you know, His what? Defense. if there's any unsung hero on that team right now, it's got to be Romanov. Romanov has just been a stud for them. I know the, the points don't really show that, that he, yeah. he's better at moving the puck than what the points um, would would indicate. I think the analytics would probably tell you that he's good at moving the puck out of his own zone, making a good first pass and jumping up into the play when necessary. But he his game is rounded out. I, I think the only thing that needs to happen with him is the points just need to show up. And then you're looking at a guy that, probably a legitimate top four defenseman. and you just wonder going forward where's he going to end up it looked like for a bit you know when they first got him like you gave up a first rounder for this and now <laughs> it looks like yeah. what maybe maybe they knew what they were looking for when they gave up that first rounder there so yeah. it, it, and, it that, and that was big
2: was without without pellick he became their number one left shot defenseman so thankfully he stepped up in the way that he did
1: yeah, and um, what was the game, Anthony? Just to close this out, in Romanov and the Islanders. What was the game that he had the goal just recently? He sniped that shot. I think it was uh, Dallas. I okay. think it was
2: the game against Dallas. I believe it. it, it
1: yeah, it was definitely barring in, and you're just looking at it, going, "What the hell was that?" <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's got some offensive ability and him. He just needs to show it a little bit more. All right. Guys, that is it for our mid-season grades. What would you give all the Rangers and the Islanders in your grades? Throw it down in the comments below. And uh, we are going to take a quick message from DraftKings, and then we're going to go around the NHL on our NHL Bar Talk. Hockey fans light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just use promo code THPN That $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with
0: code THPN shot this is the easiest cyber to answer let me say beer I can't even begin to describe
1: I'm actually going to go crazy I'm going to buy everybody around on this one And welcome back, everybody, to Big Apple Hockey's Bar Talk. We were gauging our confidence on NHL topics based on our choice of drink. Are you so confident that you bind everybody around? So-so, I'll just have a beer? Or, you know, oh, God, I need a shot. And, of course, on cue, Ranger Central hitting me with the layup talk. (laughs) All right. Make sure you're playing down along in the comments below. And uh, we're actually switching the sponsor on this now. It's no longer Drizzly. We're going to keep it with – we're going to keep it with Seek Geek right now.
0: Oh, that's an interesting development.
1: Well, okay. All of a sudden, um, Siri is playing Disturbed for me. So that's a little bit weird. Okay. So, uh, let me just start off with this one. <laughs> the the, so uh, we're going to have the trade deadline special coming on and on March 8th. The New York Rangers' Filipino is now injured Friday. He is rolled out for the season. They waived Nick Benino. The Rangers need to target Elias Lindholm at the trade deadline.
0: Oh, um, I think he probably is at the top of their wish list. I wonder if they actually end up getting him due to the fact that the cost might be a lot. Uh, I I don't I don't understand um, what. I, I will I shouldn't say I don't know, I don't know what it's gonna take to get him, but I, I know that they're not gonna give up Capo Kako for him. I know that unless it comes with an extension and that could maybe be like a, a six to seven million dollar extension at that point if they could free up space and get him, then I, I do think that that would be a player if that Kako could go for if he's extended. So they're they're not going to give up on Kako unless it's it's for somebody with term or somebody they they can negotiate with. I figured we were going to lose Anthony because he was frozen there, but um, I'm going to say Beer here. I, I I I like the idea of Lindholm. I just wonder what the cost is going to be. I, I there I mean I see comments like this. They you know there are other options that will cost less. Uh, it depends on the price. Don't want to overpay for him. No way he will be too expensive. We don't know. We don't know yet. Um, you know, if you get rid of Kako in a trade, you have Blake Wheeler playing right side. Elias Lindholm can play right wing. So let's just say if they get Elias Lindholm, they could go make another move for another fourth line center or third line center. So just, just be aware of that. That doesn't mean that Elias Lindholm is definitely playing 3C for the New York Rangers.
2: Anthony, what do you think? Um, beer. I mean, I, I think he would certainly help the team. Uh, now that Heedle's on LTIR, um, they they can acquire him um, and, and fit him under because I think he only makes around four something, and that's what 4. they had 4.825, and
0: Calgary can retain on that too. So yeah,
2: that's that's pretty close. So they they could certainly add him. Um, I I just you know, Elliot Freeman brought up a good point. I saw a quick little snippet. He was on NHL Network talking about the Rangers, and he said he mentioned Lindholm but he wondered if the Rangers would do it because they likely wouldn't be able to sign him. And therefore he would just be a rental. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know what the flames are going to ask for. I, I think they're going to, they're going to want something similar to Horvat. I don't think they're going to get it because the numbers aren't there right now for Lindholm, but I still think out of the main centers that are available, Lindholm, Henrik Monahan, Lindholm is probably going to call the most. Um, but I'm going beer just because I think the Rangers like adding a guy like Henrique and then also getting a guy like Barabanov or or another forward like I don't know Duclair or, or someone else that has speed that could play in the bottom six or even Frank for Toronto. I, I think that would probably be better than getting Elias Lindholm, but um, he's a great player, yeah. selkie caliber. So if they did get him, the only problem with play.
0: Henrique though. The only problem with Henrique, though, is that he his cap hit is actually more than Lindholm's. It's, All right. out, it's almost a million dollars more than Lindholm's.
2: Yeah. So you're going the to 5. need 8. for him
0: to ret- – what's that?
2: 50. Yeah, he makes 5.8, so the Ducks would have 5, to retain 5, like 5, I believe yeah. it is.
0: But um, you, you would need retention on that. And the Rangers, unless they're moving some sort of cap uh, uh, – Steven actually – replied to me with this yesterday when I, cause I proposed the idea of getting both Henrique and Vetrano in a trade. And uh, Stephen said that you couldn't, they couldn't do it unless they wanted to go cap magic situation again, like they did last year with, you know, 21 players and so on and, and, and try to make that work unless they moved somebody else and they were waving players. Maybe to me personally, if this team was smart, they would go and move Barkley Goodrow at this deadline and and clear up that cap space, and then go get the other pieces that they need. Because Barkley Goodrow, I'm sorry, he's replaceable. He's very replaceable now. Certainly replaceable.
1: especially now. Barkley Goodrow from last season is in the Barkley Goodrow that the Rangers have had, guys. I'm going to actually, uh, I'm actually going to make this a hat trick and uh, equal you guys. It's a beer for me part of the problem also is as you guys have said what's the cost. Elias Lindholm's going to be the number one target. We know Boston, Colorado and uh among at least three other teams are going to be involved in trying to get him. It's going to that price is going to go up and up and up and I don't know if the Rangers have the assets that I would part with for that. So I don't know about that. Maybe but keep calling them cuz who knows maybe you can get like somebody else out of Calgary. Anthony, you look at the Metropolitan Division standings, Rangers 63 points, Carolina 61, Philly at 56, and they don't have Carter Hart for a little bit. Hello? Islanders sitting at fourth place, 52, Penguins at 51, tied with the Devils. That's <laughs> what I just said, little yeah, yeah, a, little little well, he,
0: see, a little bit. Yeah. The guy's not going to see the ice. Yeah, we're, being, we're being pretty sarcastic when we say a little bit, right?
1: Yes, we are being sarcastic yeah, when we say not, a little but, bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm – Again, again, and and I'm not. I'm 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 just saying, it's going to be a while until we see Carter Hart, if at all, again. But that's just that's my take on that. Um, the Islanders' best path to the playoffs is third in the Metropolitan Division. You said it originally, so just make it official and make this around.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's around. Um, listen, there the Wild Card. There's more competition because Detroit, unlike. Philly and I don't want to take anything away from Philly because they've certainly they've over they've overachieved, but they played well. But this is a team that weren't expected to be there. Um, Hearts out. They're still going to probably trade Sean Walker, even though they're in the third place in the division right now. That that's the talk. So the Flyers are playing with house money. So unlike the Red Wings, who I think are going to continue to get better by adding at the deadline, um, which the Islanders are five points behind. They are six points behind Toronto, so I I just think those teams are are better set up and are going to continue moving forward by trying to add. I don't. I think the Flyers are going to stand pat. Uh, they're already in a five game losing streak. Um, I think they're a the much easier target in a wild card spot right now. So for me, this is this is a layup round. Phil.
1: There it is. I was putting it up anyway for Anthony.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There, there you go. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we, we went over it before, and we all agreed. And then you had this. Yeah, you're a okay. silly, silly man. I'm just gonna get you a Blake Griffin jersey when they get you that, little <laughs> like that kind of hoop, so that that way you could just like give yourself self-love alley hoops and just dunk them like you i, I want to see you just do this like you're like billy madison where you're dunking on little kids <laughs> and just have to, like going slamming the ball right in their faces too on top of that because that's just how badly these layups are
2: well just, in just this imagine, particular case just imagine, in th- viewers, just imagine if our viewers knew about the rangers uh went uh stadium series jersey comment in, in our texts oh <laughs> my oh man. yeah well <laughs> Yeah, no, that's oh
1: that—that's oh me God. wondering something out loud and and thinking how, how much, how little faith I have <laughs> in the NHL. Let me just say this, and obviously it's around everybody on this one, but let me just say this about this particular situation. Part of the reason why it has to be talked about is you're just basically saying Toronto and Detroit, it might be too far ahead for them. And uh, although we're still going to be talking more about the wild card chase, you know, as, it's
2: let me, let me just clarify. It's not the, like it's so they're five points behind Detroit. It's not it's not so much about that's insurmountable. It's more about Detroit is a better team than Philly, and I think they're going to continue to and get Philly's better. Philly's going to fall by by adding. Whereas I think Philly, it's natural to think they're going to fall off. So Philly's going to fall off. The, I mean, the Penguins have three games at hand on the Islanders, they're on and Samuel they're at one point line to
0: be your number one goaltender I've for the rest gone. of the season. This uh, you're you're expecting him to just shoulder the load while this distraction is going on? That's a lot to ask of a young goaltender like that.
1: That so. is that is a lot for him to ask. And you know what? John Tortorella's worked bigger miracles, in my opinion. I mean, after all, the 2010 Rangers are pretty <laughs> bereft of talent.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> you, if, if we showed you guys this chat, you you would you would think that Mark belongs in a mental institution,
1: yeah, eh, or just. Or just that I just strictly am not a man of faith. Guys, I had to move this one ahead because I want to make sure I got this one in for Anthony. The Western Conference wild Card standings LA 53, Nashville 53, St. Louis 53, Seattle 52, Arizona at 49. But the big story about it is the Los Angeles Kings two, five and three in their last 10. Todd McClellan is on the hot seat, Philk. in LA. Yeah,
0: I don't know about that. I, I, I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say shot. I, okay. I I don't think he's on the hot seat right now. Yeah, they're they're going through a str- rough stretch. the The only thing for me that would really put him on a hot seat is the fact that they brought in Pierre-Luc Dubois, and he hasn't been able to get him to buy in one bit. That's really what I think would put them on a hot seat. I don't think it's more yeah. so the results. I, I I think it's 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 that more than that. I mean, it, it is are things going great in LA? No. No, not right now, no. But considering that the GM gutted the team and and sold off so much good depth to bring in Dubois, how is that on McLellan? that, that to me, that's that's just not on him. Sorry. Maybe it is the case. Maybe behind the scenes, they do think it is. But in my opinion, no, he shouldn't be on the hot seat. The question is whether he is on the hot seat or not. I'll go beer. I'll go beer. Okay. okay. Now just got up. I i don't know. I, I, I really don't. Maybe he is. But in my opinion, he shouldn't be. Blame the GM for making that dumb trade to bring in Dubois when you had the format of a pretty nice team. Coming up. Yeah, I get you wanted to to bring in a a center that was going to eventually replace Anze Kopitar. You had Quentin Byfield. You had (laughs) Quentin Byfield. Now he's finally starting to break out. And then you brought in a guy that you paid $8 million, and he's a friggin malcontent.
2: Who would have thought he'd be a malcontent? What do you think, Anthony? Uh, Yeah, you know what? I put more of the blame on, on Rob Blake because, you know, he's the one that went into the season with Talbot as your, you know, your number one goaltender made the trade for Dubois. Um, I really don't think any of this is on Todd McClellan, but it's funny when we had Bernstein on, you know, however long ago it was, the Kings were, it seemed like at that time, even though it was early, that they were going to have a top three spot locked in. And, you know, now they've, they they put themselves in kind of the middle of the pack. So, Certainly, a lot of time for them to turn it around. I would imagine Rob Blake is going to be looking at making a move here to try to, you know, get out of this this slump. But, um, but yeah, now now they're right in there with the with the Predators and the Kraken and the Blues. Not a spot that they want to be. So uh, let's see how they respond. But they certainly need to get out of the funk. But I, I don't put this on McClellan. So um, you know what? I'll go shot. I'll I'll, I'll go shot here.
1: You guys are also saying that it doesn't deserve to be on McClellan, but here's the thing: might be on him anyway.
0: Hi, Chris. Thanks. thanks. Welcome him. to the show. Welcome to the show.
1: But I got to tell you, it might be on him anyway, and I'm going to say this right now: uh, I'm, I'm going to buy around on it only because Drew Dowdy just called out the team, and they are in a—they're uh, mired in a terrible month of January uh cam talbot had a 929 save percentage i believe through the first two months of the season and he looked outstanding everybody wanted to tell me oh actually grow on it 873 this month and it's plummeting he's 0-6 and two that i mean la right now can't even get in their own out of their own way they lost to san jose last week i mean not like it's <laughs> not like it's new everybody's been losing to san jose the last two weeks as of late, how Seattle lost to them last night, but I mean, it's 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 something that you can't you can't trade twenty five. You have to fire one, and that's what usually ends up happening.
0: Yeah, I get it. It's just that this this is a direct byproduct of what Rob Blake did when Rob Blake went and screwed up their entire team chemistry and gutted all of their depth to go get Pierre Luc Dubois, you have to know and as a GM that you are taking a massive, massive risk. Yeah. Well, I've as won. Big, I am happy big big that
1: Pierre Luc Dubois is nowhere near my team. So let's go back to the Metropolitan Division standings. team. <laughs> 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 oh god. I would I would love to see that. Please make it happen. Uh let's go back to the Metropolitan Jake, division, Jake, division standings, like guys. Obviously, the Rangers, the Rangers, Carolina, the Flyers. But you have the Islanders, Pittsburgh, fifty-one, uh, New Jersey, and Washington all tied at fifty-one. Anthony, the Penguins are the most dangerous team in the Metropolitan Division playoff chase. <laughs> what the- I-, I needed a metro topic, guys. What?
0: <laughs>
1: what? I'm trying what? to say of what? of the uh, of what? Philadelphia, the Islanders, what? the Mark. Devils. <sighs> Jesus Christ! Pittsburgh, Washington. <laughs> which is which? Which is the team that scares you? If you're the Rangers, you lose right now. You get second place. Oh, are Mark. you scared of any of the teams that are coming in, Mark?
0: <laughs> I'm going to ask Maria if you've been doing druggly. <laughs> look at the
1: look at look at the oh, five. It's,
0: it's, look <laughs> look at the five teams. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs>
1: All right. Look at the five teams that are in there that I just mentioned.
0: <laughs> Mark, like, oh my god! Okay, right. so none um, of them. None yeah, of them. Anthony no, is literally no, like referred to you as guy from now on because
2: you, you, I, uh, you're insane. <laughs> no, but the Penguins. The, the Penguins are not. They're. Let, let's let's put it this way. The 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 the, the Islanders, the Devils have have underachieved by, you know, especially the Devils, but the Irons are underachieved by a lot too, okay? The the Hurricanes have underachieved, and yet the Penguins are still behind all these teams. They, 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 they're they mm-hmm. not good. The Penguins aren't good. They're not good yeah. in the slightest of ways. I mean, if I had to pick a team that you're saying the most dangerous, um, wait, now are you referring outside of one, two, and three? So are you talking I'm, about i I'm looking five, at three through know? Six. Three through six. So, I mean, listen, I'm I'm going to say it's still the Devils, even though even though they have a lot of issues because when they are fully healthy, their offense is pretty dynamic. Um, but even them, I mean, Hamilton's out for a while. Siegenthaler's out. he is out. They can't stop the puck. So it's hard for me to say with, with conviction that it's them. Um, that's why my heart kind of wants to say the Islanders because they have the goaltender in place. If you find his game, they, they have a new coach. That's going to light a fire under him. So I don't know. But I, none of them really scare me. But it's certainly not the Penguins, Mark. Certainly not.
1: <laughs> the Penguins right crazy, now, sad know to say, I, guys.
2: I know, I know why Mark
0: did this. Because Mark is looking at a plus 12 goal differential and thinks that the Penguins could probably turn it around. Plus the fact that Mark has patted himself on the back for getting it right in years past where, oh, you can't count out the Penguins because they somehow made a run at the end of 21 and 22. This is not the same team. It's not. Yeah, Marcus <laughs> 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 okay, I needed a
1: Metropolitan Division thing, all right? <laughs> For those of listening on audio we were just uh, we're sending me down to small apple hockey until I can get this right well, again. If,
2: you, if, 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 you, if you if you combine if you combine this with telling them the stupidity that he did, said in our text they would they would think they would think he needs to be committed they would they, they would all think he needs before. to be they, committed they,
0: they, they would think he needs to be committed either
2: either that or they wouldn't watch our show anymore cuz they would say all right this guy – I clearly knows nothing about hockey, and they would just stop it's, watching. Let me let me, let me let me ask this to
0: Matt. Let me ask this to Matt. Is there like an ECHL equivalent that's like lower than small <laughs> Apple hockey? With, with mini Apple hockey? Would, would that would that be it? Might
1: <laughs> Apple hockey?
0: Expected brain cells. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh man, we're just piling them all on me right now. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, but yes, yes, the goal differential, Phil, is what I was looking at. The fact that the Penguins are actually one of two teams in the division with a winning record right now for the last 10 games.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, we're not down to rotten, we're not there. Minneapolis Hockey
0: Assigned to the G League with Anthony Lynn, per Shams Charania.
1: Oh, my goodness, no, not Anthony Lynn.
0: A bomb dropped on him.
1: So we're gonna move on from there, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Where is Scott? I, I, Where is Scott would be I, I all to, over you right now. He'd be like, "I have to, William. I have to you messed up, again.
1: Anthony. Thank you, yourself. thank you. you. It, yeah. It's a good thing I, I left you laughing.
0: <laughs> oh
1: shit! Oh, you always want you always want to keep him uh, wanting more, Philk." But you look back at the wild card standings right yeah, now. You got yeah.
0: here's probably the best comment about them all. And maybe if Crosby turns it on. Oh wait, he's playing great to begin with. So it's not like he can just all of a sudden turn God on again. And he's not playing great. He's already playing great. What well, as I said last week,
1: to- they they scored a goal in their own net. So, but the thing the yeah. thing that's really more of a concern I got to tell you, Phil, is that there's a lot of mediocrity in that division right now. So, and Carolina still hasn't exactly stepped up to take it away. But you look at this the wild card standings right now 59 points for. Uh,
0: <laughs> I didn't put that. Oh. Out. <laughs> he leaked it. He leaked it. Oh my oh, God. Oh, I can't. Oh I can't. I you, I, I, you know what? I wish I could just leak the text in here because you guys would just all think that they were insane. Somehow, yes. Somehow, Mark thought that the NHL designed jerseys with a hood on them because the guy in the picture was wearing a hoodie.
1: Yeah. Okay. I I own it. (laughs) I own it. I actually thought that was the thing because I'm going – because I kept looking for it, and it was the same color as the jersey. So – I'm looking at it, going, what What's going oh, on? Dave,
0: no, David Wood, this, this, that's not it, because the hoodie wasn't leaked yet. You're now you're trying to give him credit. The the hoodie was not leaked when this happened. When this conversation happened. No, so. but
1: if the guy, the guy in the, in the, that was modeling the jersey was had a hoodie on it, so oh,
2: that was it.
1: God. All right, all right. Um. Should anyway, Phil, give Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's the shrimp. What about the chicken of the cave?
0: The shrimp, Mark? That's what you just said?
1: Yeah, shrimp is chicken of the sea. The chicken of the sea is shrimp. That's what the expression is. Anyway, so, Philk, the Atlantic Division will send five teams yeah, to the playoffs.
0: Jessica Simpson is out there watching somewhere.
1: It's. I know what the expression is, and I know what the chicken of the sea is. All right. In the Atlantic Division will send five teams to the playoffs:
0: Rangers, Carolina. I don't trust the Flyers. Uh, I, you know what? I I would say the Islanders, Flyers, and Devils. Have chances, but um no, he's he's not David. He, he's not <laughs> at all.
1: Apparently, um, not really much wait. on our music.
0: Never mind. Never mind. There. Let's just. No, I just I, I remember this.
1: the show. I just don't care.
0: Oh. <laughs> so. Oh uh, yeah, you say said Atlantic. Yeah, that's my bad. I screwed up there because Mark has me in like. Just brain flat, uh, brain fart mode right now because of everything. Uh, the Atlantic. I'm gonna buy around. There you go. Buy around on this. I, I I I ultimately think Detroit. I think can probably stave off the Islanders. I do think the Islanders are gonna make it a, a real tough test for them, but with the way that Sorokin's playing, I just don't trust Sorokin right now. It's sad that I trust Alex Lyon more than I trust Ilya Sorokin, uh, Semyon Barlamov, and even Billy Huso in Detroit. So, uh, I, Alex Lyon had a great run to get Florida into the playoffs, and people forget that. He started that series, too. Yep. So, uh, I... I'm going to go around here. I I, I think Detroit, like Anthony said, I think Detroit's going to get aggressive at the trade deadline too. And that's going to be another thing. I, I don't think Lou's going to be nearly as aggressive as he was to go get Horvat because that that's his one big move. We Lou Lou has not made big moves, big time moves and back-to-back deadlines in a very long time. So it, it, I just don't see Lou go going and being super aggressive to go make the, the moves that he needs. And I think the Islanders injury woes are just way too much. And then, and then Sorokin on top of that, Sorokin is just not himself this year. Uh, I mean, horvat has been good for them. Yeah. That's, that's been a big acquisition, but Holy crap. They have a lot of problems that they have to fix. And I, I don't know if they can fix all of them. So I think Detroit's going to be aggressive and they're going to make it.
1: Which is funny. Cause that's what I asked last week about Detroit's going to be probably one of the most aggressive teams. At the deadline. I'm gonna buy around on this one, Phil, too, Philk. And um it's it's something that they're gonna they're gonna no they always call shrimp the chicken of the sea. So anyway, so oh my god, we're not even a hockey podcast today. Um but no, it's uh it's it's stuff that Right now, all the metropolitan teams are trying to step over each other, like the like the prisoners in the Dark Knight Rises that were in that prison. That they would they'll step over each other to get one last glimpse at the sun. Uh, that's what they're kind of like right now, and they're still they're all stuck in a hole right now. Detroit and uh, Th- Toronto are separating themselves from the pack. I just I almost don't see a path that one metro team gets a wild card. But then again, I didn't think Florida was going to make it either, and they not only made it, they went all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. Phil, same situation kind of going on out west. You look at their standings, L.A. 53 points, Nashville uh, and Seattle, and St. Louis 53 in Seattle with 52 points, and Arizona with 49. The Central is going to be the team, the division, sending five teams to the playoffs.
0: This is interesting because you, you figured that teams like Arizona would would fall out and so on uh, from the playoff race. And they really, like, this division's been pretty stacked in terms of, like, what they're getting from their teams. Uh, I mean, Nashville is still right in the thick of things. Minnesota's fallen out. And they're, they're expected to sell. Chicago never worried about them. But I mean, Calgary can't stop shooting themselves in the foot. Seattle, every time you think they're going to take a step forward, they take two or three steps back. Um I, I I really don't like the Pacific right now with what's going on with them outside of their three teams. I I, I do think out of out of the the for the three teams that are tied for the the two wildcard spots with 54 points between LA, St. Louis, and Nashville, I think Nashville has the best defensive unit, and I think they have the best goaltender. They just do not have enough offense, and that's what I wonder about. And I see Ranger fans talking about, "Oh, is Tommy Novak going to get dealt? Oh, will the will, will Nashville deal Novak? Will Nashville deal Trenin to the Rangers?" Like. Trennan would be a great fit, but why is Nashville going to go deal Trennan, especially when they're not out of it? Yeah. So and I, I could definitely. Or actually
1: more accurately folk in it. They're in it right now.
0: I said they're not out of it.
1: Yeah, you say not out of it, but I'm, I'm going to just say they're, they're in, in playoff spot.
0: Yeah, they're in, they're in it. They're technically in a playoff spot, but they, they, uh, have, they're missing games in hand on LA and uh, St. Louis. So St. Louis has one game in hand on them after last night. And L.A. has three games in hand on them. So that's going to be tough to overcome if L.A. starts figuring things out again. I mean, yes, games in hand are games in hand, but you do have to win those, as we say. But I can see the Central sending five teams. I I, I could. Arizona, if Arizona gets hot again, they could. And I I just, I like the way that Arizona plays. I like what's going on with them. Their goal differential is not good. Minus four. That's not good. but I mean, they're a team that gets very hot and and they score goals in bunches when they're on. So, I mean, I just wonder about how much motivation that that team is going to have considering that they might be pressed up against the deadline to have everything figured out with their city. Is that going to be a distraction? Because if if this team can come together and start playing some real good hockey – and start showing the signs of progressing to be a playoff team. Then maybe that bodes well for them in ventures outside of hockey like keeping that team there. So, uh, I I honestly I I think they could. I'm I'm going to I'm going to you know, I'm going to go with beer. Just because I think it's possible. I, I I I like Arizona's makeup. I do. I I think that they they play hard. They don't ever give up in games. And that's something that I like about that team. But I, I do have my concerns about them defensively.
1: I do think it's uh it's it's not as much of a foregone conclusion as as the the East is. Uh, so I'm gonna go beer on this one because you said it last week we were talking about St. Louis, they're gonna go through a brutal stretch in the month of February. And that's going to really show whether or not they got what it takes to be a playoff team. The national predators, every time that you think they're going to get rolling, they kind of stumble a little bit and then they get back into it. And then they stumble. A little Seattle. bit. Same thing with Seattle, Seattle. They just got shut out by San Jose last night. Oof. And then, and right now LA can't get out of their own way. It's almost, it's almost like, does anybody want the wild cards out there? So, and St. Louis again, that's another team. They, they're rolling along. They got shut out by Columbus. Like, what's going on with these teams right now? The worst right part now?
0: about last night's loss for Seattle is that the two San Jose goals came from defensemen, not even yeah. forwards. And it's from defensive defensemen that aren't even puck movers in Jan Ruda and Mark Edward Vlasic. Like, when those guys are scoring goals on you, you got problems in Seattle.
1: Well... They got there's enough issues that are right there. And lastly, Philk, um, yeah, as Matt's saying right here, the Kraken can score. And Dallas. Dallas is also slipping a little bit too. Yes. But still, it's it, it's better to slip with 60 points right now than 53. Phil, hmm. the NHL All-Star game is Saturday, and their all-star draft is tomorrow night. That was around for the better part of a decade, the last decade. And it was kind of a hit when they aired that. The NHL should keep the all-star draft?
0: Uh, I beer. I, I liked it. It was an interesting wrinkle. And then I remember Phil Kessel, I think got a car because he was picked last.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. I. I you know, And so did
1: Ovechkin, but he was doing it to donate at the charity.
0: Yeah. He didn't, he didn't want to be, he didn't want to be picked. He wanted to be picked last. I remember that year, but, um, I kind of like East and West just having East and West, having two teams, not having this whole, everybody has to have a representative type thing, get rid of that. Um, And if they wanted to do a draft, maybe. Okay. I mean, from East West and just, and have maybe, maybe like have a bunch of names that are in there and then just have players pick a uh, pick out of, I guess, all random names, I guess. I don't know, man. I, I, I want to, yeah, I want to see a full game between two teams again. I'm tired of that. If you want to play a four on four. Okay. But the three V three tournament is kind of, it's even, less out. it's, it's even less interesting now. It's just not, it's, I don't think three V three needs to die overall, but I, I, definitely not for the all-star game to me it's just not exciting if you want to play four on4 four in the all-star game okay fine but I just 3v3 overtime for regular overtime is is fun i like i like that it just needs to be continuous
1: um you, you know as far as the draft goes they're doing it I'm, i'll buy around on this look the all-star all-star drafts i prefer east west by the way along with you. And I prefer five on five instead of instead of what three on three is. But I'm okay with three on three as it as a hockey exhibition. However, um, when it comes to this, because the players move around so much, and this is where they get to really kind of show off their relationships. Like I remember when Lundquist and I think it was Daniel Alfredson was the captain with them the yeah. in 2011,
2: 2012,
1: yes. and the, the Alfredson wanted to pick Gabrick and. Lundqvist said, "Can't he wants to shoot on me?" So, and then Gabrik, I think had four goals in that game, if I recall
0: correctly. Yeah, he did. He won All Star MVP that year. That that yeah. year, Gabrik, Lundqvist, and Girardi went to the All Star game, and and that was the year that Zdeno Chara picked uh, Pavel Datsuk as his first pick and said that Pavel Datsuk was the toughest player in the league to play against.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, he was absolutely just just amazing, and if we'll have a great debate probably during the summer on who's the second best Russian player of all time because I think he's got a great claim to it I think uh fedorov is another one
0: I you know what I like this idea from John radigan here throw sticks just throw stick yeah. I would love to see that oh that would be gosh. great throwing sticks would be so much fun but you have to but you have to have jerseys so what they should do is just have uh you know, then, well, then, you record
1: the th- yeah, I, would, I would say you record the throwing sticks
0: oh uh, and then you make the jerseys afterwards and then yeah and then you have them for the okay i see what you're saying yeah that would be yeah. great
1: well guys yeah that's yeah no don't worry chris we'll have a healthy debate on this soon enough we're gonna do some power rankings in the offseason but uh guys that's the end of big apple hockey's power uh sorry bar talk uh, where, where we argued about what is the chicken of the sea today that was fantastic. Uh, what's that some of your qu- comments and questions because uh, I gotta be getting off of here any minute soon uh, Yeah no, I gotta I gotta get running but uh Phil uh, see if it's what do he got
0: Well who would you rather
1: have as a guest Datsuka Burre?
0: That's a real good question. Oh my god. Um, Hmm. Uh, I love both these guys. I really do. Um, I. I. I I would want to go burry just because I want to. I would want to ask him about the Stanley Cup Finals and then coming to play to the Rangers. That would probably be the reason why. I would. <laughs> Mark has to catch the Buster right to ride the Small Apple. Hockey. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? I would bring it up, but not in an inflammatory way to him, Chris.
2: What I no? Would you would say- a-
1: you would ask him what he was thinking about it right there. Did, did it did it no, have?
0: I wouldn't. I wouldn't ask him about that what I would do is I would bring up the fact that he used the same move in the all-star game and Richter stopped him. And why did he think to go back to that same move? And did he forget about what happened at the all-star game? Cause that, that would be, that would be my question to him. Is it worth it for Rangers to make a substantial move without knowing if Igor will get straightened out? That's the issue. Like they can talk about all the moves that they want, but Igor has to be Igor. He has not been Igor, there have been too many times in which the fans have just given him a free pass. Now they're finally starting to not give him that free pass. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I really don't. <laughs>
1: Joe Grays is, apple is, apple is apple apple. saying crab, apple hockey, the chicken of the tree.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah. Um. But um, yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's would, it's it's interesting to say for those guys a uh, bore would be a hell of a conversation yeah Gilney would be a hell of a conversation i mean I, there's there's a lot of good there's there's a lot of good um conversations you could have from either one of those guys uh i was looking over at one of the the chats right here so yeah
0: um well another thing that i mean
1: this is a bit of controversy right calling. here phil we've yeah. gone over some of these
0: Uh, yeah, they're ridiculous on that. I'm not even going to get too far into it. It's not surprising. The one thing we haven't talked about is the fact that, um, Atlanta has pretty much gotten the green light. Yes. Yeah. Atlanta looks like
1: they're going to be joining the NHL.
0: So, so the County boat, the County board there in Forsyth, uh, voted four to one in favor today major complex uh, restaurants, stores, residences, more and more, and an 18,000-seat arena based on an NHL team coming here. The word is that they wouldn't approve without an assurance that a team is coming when completed. So it's approximately about 30 minutes north of Atlanta.
1: Well, that'll put
0: a team in Atlanta. Um, I'm going to have to fanboy out and go Gretzky there.
1: I don't think there's a wrong answer on this.
0: I don't think well, there's I, a wrong answer but I'm going to
1: fanboy out as Gretzky It's me. I I would say probably Gretz cuz Gretz Gretz has shown that he's got a lot of great stories that he want that he loves to tell. Um it's like I love the story about him going to game 7 in Toronto when they said at about 10:30 the the this place is going to be nuts and he goes, "You know my job starts at 7:30." <laughs> he gets a 5.9 knocks him out. 4. Point. I, Four point nine. I'm sorry. It
0: was three three and an assist, and he's quoted yeah. as saying that that was the best game of hockey he ever played.
1: Yeah, and he was, and it was definitely when he was one of the most maligned NHL players. And the thing is, he's been a little bit more honest now about anything else.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, speed round. If I can get two of any available players at the deadline. Who can I get? Are we we talking about cap implications and everything like that?
1: I'm gonna say no.
0: So th- you- this is this is just free of cap, just bring in whatever player I want. Okay. Hmm. I'd go. I'd go Jake Gensel. And Elias Lindholm, I mean, they're probably the two best players available, no cap, nothing. Jake Gensel and Elias Lindholm. Jake Gensel uh, would come in, and he would. And these these are both rumored available. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring up Stamkos because Stamkos, Tampa Bay has said that they're not moving him several times. See, so, he, he so if anybody wants to float his name out there, that that that's on them. He's. But for Gensel and, and Lindholm, because you could go and add your, add your top-line winger in Gensel, and then you could go and add a third-line center in, in Lindholm, and that fixes a lot of their problems, a lot of their problems in two different moves. But I, I get people wanting to bring in Chikrin. That would be a big one, but I, I think the defense has to come from the offense as well. And a big part of the problem is, is that the forwards have not been getting enough defensively. I know I, that cancel not a great defensive winger, but he at least helps you keep the puck and scores goals. And then Lindholm plays a lot of the two way play that needs in, that you need in the bottom six.
1: I would love to say that they're going to, I mean, I'm, I think I'm slightly more realistic only because I would love, I mean, obviously you don't have, you didn't have to be with this question because I'm, as much as I would love to get Jake Gensel on this team, cause he's a hell of a player. Phil, I think it's gotta be Lindholm. I think you need Lindholm. And the other thing is you need to get Eric Gustafson out of that lineup. He has just been absolutely falling off a ledge as, as if in the last month. And this is the reason why this guy doesn't stick around anywhere because he gets hot. He, he puts points in, everybody's going, Hey, look, he's good. And then He's soft he's soft as a marshmallow. Like they got to, they got to move on from him. That's why I would say if they could, if the Rangers really say they're going for it, like grab Hannafin and, and, uh, and win That's what I would do. But that's just, that's just me. I mean, now I said realistic after I said Hannafin that stopped being realistic. I was going to originally say Yeah,
0: Gustafson has fallen off really hard since he came back from that injury and he and Gustafson this the scary part is he was playing great before the Fox injury like he was giving them a lot of offense from that bottom pair and on that second power play unit and it just he's been utterly almost useless since Fox has come back he the, the defense isn't there you know that's not his specialty and the offense just isn't there so i mean if if anything, I mean, you could go get another defense. I would rather have Chris Tanev over him. Mario Ferraro from San Jose. If if the Rangers could go get Ferraro and Barabanov from San Jose, that would bring in two cheap options, and it would still give them space for another move to, let's just say, to go to Anaheim and, and bring back Frank Petrano. And that really would do it. And you could keep Capo Kako, Kako, keep him on the third line. And then your third line looks good with, uh, another center. I mean, and you put Barabanov on your fourth line, your fourth line instantly gets better. So your fourth line looks more like Goudreau, VC, and Barabanov. That's a decent fourth line. And then you could go get your, your uh, you could go, maybe even you could go get a third line center. Albe Cabell would be an interesting fourth liner. I, I I do like him. And I know that Evan's been beating this Nick Downe drum for a while. Mm. Nick Dowd would be a good, I would say fourth line center. I don't know about third line, but I, I think that you you could you could get him and Aubrey Cavell in a package like Matt is suggesting. Then you improve your bottom six big time, and and those guys don't have big cap hits either.
1: All right, guys, we're gonna have to cut it off right here. Uh, I'm actually gonna skip a bye bye right now because uh, my time is up for the night and. Again, great production out of everybody today. It was nice to know that I could provide a nice, good laugh for everybody, especially <laughs> uh, especially on that. So
0: oh my uh,
1: God. Ev- everybody make sure you're hitting that like button. And thanks very much. And uh, go get some shrimp, you know, the chicken of the sea. And I will see you guys later. Philk, go any last some- words?
0: Go get some shrimp?
1: Shrimp, chicken of the sea. Anyway,
0: (laughs) all right. All right. I will talk to you guys soon.